I genuinely didn't have time to go out and buy you something. So, sorry, it's a bit handmade. That was just you know, one of my favorite days ever, so. I really like you. You like me? Wasn't that obvious? <laughs> I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Hole, where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Nibble, 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 almost done with Heartstopper. This is our penultimate episode. Oh, yeah. Penultimate episode before we actually cover the penultimate episode of Heartstopper. Yes. Our yeah. penultimate episode. Yeah. In our last episode, we will actually be covering the penultimate episode. Yeah. <laughs> So before you grab your arcade tokens and your lactate for milkshakes, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a bite of pod. Also, we have a Patreon if you like the show and you want to support also some you know LGBTQ creators like us. You can do that, particularly these two. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> do it wherever you want. <laughs> but here is cool because you're already here. You also get bonus episodes, merch discounts, all that cool stuff. And then also, leave us a review, or some stars, or both. Whichever one you want to do. It'd be great. Whatever platform, Spotify, <laughs> you can uh, put stars now, so um, go do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right, so let's take a look back at Heartstopper Episodes 3 and 4, Meet and Crush. After his weekends with Charlie, Nick takes some online quizzes to gauge what these new feelings might mean. He invites Charlie to popular turd Harry's 16th birthday party, where he meets up with Tara, who has the most magical kiss with Darcy. Off on their own, Nick and Charlie have a kiss. Nick leaves the room, and Charlie leaves the party. The next morning, the rain falls, and Nick shows up drenched and has a kiss-cried-kiss moment with Charlie. The guys decide to keep their budding relationship a secret, which makes Nick feel guilty. A rained-out rugby match leads to a tender moment in the infirmary where Isaac catches the guys staring at each other lovingly. Mm. Tao and L hear Imogen ask Nick out on a date, and he says, yes? Imogen. End of recap. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. That's where it ended. It's it got it messy. The, the show got a little, a little tiny, a little bit messy. The best friends of the main character hear the other main character saying yes to a date with someone else. Not okay. Not okay, indeed. So those were the previous episodes. Let's talk about the newer episode. And just a spoiler warning. If you haven't watched Heartstopper yet, go do that. And then come listen to all the other episodes we did about it <laughs> to listen to this one. Or if you haven't watched these episodes yet and you're watching along with us, go watch those, and then come back and listen to this. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. We believe in you. And then just a friendly reminder, this series does cover some heavy topics, so you've been warned, spoiler and otherwise. Spoiler and trigger warning. So let us officially take a bite of Heartstopper Episodes 5 and 6, Friend and Girls. Friend and Girls. Friend girls and friend. Girls. girls friend. Girls. <gasps> I get it. So, <laughs> episode five, friend, opens with the worst board game ever. 
Monopoly. Monopoly. I hate it. It's stupid. I never got to be the top hat. I always wanted to be the top hat, and the game lasts forever, and I don't like it, and it's not a good game to play with friends. Yeah, personally, I'm not a devious enough character to win Monopoly, nor like be able to barter with people about things. It's just not my jam. And it's also real estate. Like, okay. The most exciting part for me was pass and go and getting $200. Yeah, and then it gets taken away in taxes. Yeah. It's Terrible. too real. It's too... buy stuff. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite board game? My favorite... Okay, it's not a board game, though. Is that allowed? That's... No, because I just asked what your favorite board game... Then I don't have game. a favorite board game. What? Yeah. That... When have you ever seen me play a board game? That can't be possible. Not once. Not in your never. entire life. The Okay, so oddly enough, the only... Oh, I know. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> My favorite board game, I was going to say Monopoly Junior. I got it when I was a kid, but I realized my favorite board game is Clue. Yeah. I like assumed it was it. So that's my I was favorite like, game is Uno. That's not a board game. Well, that's why I didn't say it. That's a card game. I was admonished just moments ago. I'm like, which favorite color? I don't have one, but my favorite ice cream flavor is. <laughs> okay. Listen, you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> Okay, so Clue. Well, yeah. Clue's your favorite. Yeah. yeah. I loved Sorry. Sorry was my favorite. Oh. Also said, known as Parcheesi. No. Same thing. No, it's not. It's yes. really? Yeah. I've never played. I've always heard that name and I never got to play that. So Yahtzee's also like, the worst. Why did you like Sorry? I don't know. Because it was fun. I got to. And you got to be mean. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> you know what? Game? As a middle. No, wait, wait, wait. As oh. a middle child, it was very hard for me to get a single word in. So I really liked knocking all of my siblings' things out of the way. He said while great. interrupting me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> things have changed. Young training. <laughs> um, what game I never knew how to play, but reminds me of Sorry, but we <laughs> had one, and I liked it because I would pop the dice, was Trouble. It's fun getting into trouble. See, I, it, our bubble thing yeah always broke oh but always broke too many kids. and i also didn't like that you had to fit them in the exact like the, the whole oh, i, I don't loved know. that it's too much but it's similar was it similar to sorry i know there were colored ish. pieces going around a board ish yeah yeah but sorry was fun because you got to like sorry. Knock them off. yeah yeah i never said sorry it's said that's what you get <laughs> that's what you get when you let your heart yeah. in <laughs> so in this scene with the worst board game ever Tao and Elle are grappling with having to tell Charlie that Nick is going on a date with Imogen. Hard. Mm. It's a hard thing to be in. I'm actually surprised that they haven't told him yet. I mean, they played an entire game of Monopoly about 12 hours later. He had plenty of chances. I did like that Isaac was just like, we're done with this and kicks, kicks it over. Yeah. yeah. He's there falling asleep with his copy of Pride and Prejudice. And I really... <laughs> is that what he was reading? Yeah. <laughs> I really felt the spirit of Isaac in the scene because that literally happened. Not that I kicked over a board, but a couple of my friends were paying Monopoly. I fell asleep. I didn't want to play because I don't like yeah. it. I just fell dead asleep. Comment below. What's your favorite board game? It has to be board game, guys. We're going to get everyone to be like, Monopoly. Monopoly is the best game. Well, Does Battleship count as a board game? Yes, it's a board game. There's two boards. It's a boards game. You know what? Comment below. Comment below. I don't like Battleship, but comment below. Battleship (laughs) is fun. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. But I did like 
I like this scene too because we get a little bit more of Elle and Tao together, mm. just being really cute. And I also like that. I want to feel like I said this in the first episode when we were talking about it, but I'm just going to say it again because why not? I like that Tao's character, who is straight, isn't your stereotypical mask straight mm. acting person. You know what I mean? Like they're they just themselves, and they're oh they're fine with being what people would say feminine. You know what I mean? Like they're just themselves. Well, yeah, I mean he twerks in this way. He says he's twerking. Yeah. I don't know if I've necessarily it's categorized not. it as twerking. It's straight, but guy twerking. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the great thing about Tao is that he is purely himself. Um and I think in this episode we see him purely himself as a friend. Like yeah, protective and loving and wanting to be there for someone and he just is loyal through and through. Even though sometimes he might know how to, like, he doesn't know how to express it necessarily, but that's who he is. Yeah, he's very strong-willed, but he, he has a lot of soft little spots, especially when it comes to L. He's strong-willed, the actor's name, Will Gao. Just putting that out. Is it really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know Isaac and Joe. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's it. <laughs> well, Isaac's real name is Toby Donovan. No, I know, but oh. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I only know those two. <laughs> I'm lightly obsessed with all of them and watch all the vlogs and follow a couple of them on uh, social media, but it's fine. I will be here for you to give you the actors' names if you need them. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so just to touch on Emogen and Imogen. Imogen. I keep saying Emogen. Like imagine. Imagine e- her name is Imogen. <laughs> Emogen all the people. <laughs> <laughs> See, it doesn't sound right. Imogen. <laughs> Right? Yeah, you did Okay. It. <laughs> you didn't say it. Okay, so when I do it right, he doesn't say anything, I guys. was proud of you, and I didn't want to interrupt your Whatever. Flow. That girl and Nick. <laughs> I have to ta- Yeah, I have to talk to them about them just a little bit. So Nick is about to tell her that he can't go on the date. And guess what, guys? Her dog dies. Oof. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I... You know, I knew that was going to happen when we watched it again. I laughed because I was just like, of course. Of course. Like, why? Why would, of, of course, why yeah. wouldn't her dog die? Listen, it happens. In, when I was in college, I was in, I was in the Laramie Project at school, and we were supposed to be off, off book, and my dog died. And I just couldn't memorize my lines. It was terrible. And I came in hysterical crying, and they were like, what happened? I was like, my dog died. I don't have, I'm not off book at all. You have to deal with it. Yeah. See, it happens. The Laranex Project. What was it? Laramie Project. What's that? Oh, my gosh. It's the... I don't know what that is. It's the story of... And now I can't remember his name, so shame on me, about the young gay man that was beaten to death and tied to a fence. Oh. In Matthew Shepard. Okay. Well, I know that. I didn't know that it had a different name. The play is called The Laramie Project. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. What a play to, like, have to do all that. Yeah. Use it in your scenes, I guess. So back to another (laughs) sad thing about her dog dying. I'm sorry, but I'd still say something like, I'm sorry your dog died, but like, I still don't want to go on a date with I'm you. I'm so sorry you're going through this, but I can't make it on Saturday. Where do I send the flowers, but we're not going on a date? <laughs> like, that's no. what I would have said. Like, I know. I, I know it's for dick. like movie and TV thing, but come on, you could have said something. He's just too nice. He's a golden retriever through and through. Well, I, you know, though, I don't think I would have been able to do it. I think it's hard enough to do it anyway. And then when the person's like destroyed because their dog died. I would have, and this sounds bad. 
I would have used that as an excuse to be like, oh, we probably shouldn't go on a date because you have to go to funeral. You have to you have to deal with it. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm just saying, like, if I was him and I had to come up with a thing, that's what I would do. Oh. Well, Nick is not you and decides <laughs> to save it until later. Well, I did like his mom. He talks to his mom a little yeah. later about it. And I like that she just puts it very plainly. You shouldn't go out with someone just because you feel sorry for them. Right. That's very true. I do. Live by that. I do like that she's like, oh, do you like this girl? And he's like, a dog died. <laughs> she's like, I'm not following you. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you say more words? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 this scene, though, I like this scene because Charlie is so... Not Charlie. Nick. Oh, ha. First time in the episode. Ha. Me. Put on the chalkboard. Um, he's so open with his mom. You know, we see them being able to freely talk to each other and just have regular conversations, and he trusts in her, and I really love this about them. Yeah. It is really sweet to see. You don't see that a lot. Mm-mm. Also, it's Olivia Coleman, so, like, she has to be involved a little more right. but of course this scene ends with her saying don't worry the right girl will come along just you wait about that mom girl or boy mom yeah it could be boy mom duh duh so <laughs> what would be an episode of Heartstopper without a particular event that's going to be the catalyst for the whole episode charlie's birthday is coming up yeah 15th birthday also, they're very cute. They go into class. They meet up in class. Mm. They kind of like touch each other's pinkies. pinkies Fireworks. And, yeah. I, I like the secret touches, the secret glances. It sucks, but it's also really sweet because they still do it. Like, it just, it's just an attraction. Like, yeah. they can't help it. Well, that's the thing is that like, it's secret touching for like a number of reasons. One, because they're in school and boys. Two, because they're boys. And three, because they're not, you know, Nick is asking Charlie to kind of keep it on the down low right, right now. So it's just loaded pinky touching. <laughs> lots of pinky touching, lots of secret glances, secret? lots of doodle fireworks and stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm here for all of it. And of course, guess when Charlie decided to have his birthday? <laughs> the, same. the same Saturday as the date with Emma John. Yeah. <laughs> so drama. Drama, 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 drama. We see a scene of Harry picking on Tao and Charlie. The only reason why I'm mentioning it is because Tao sticks up for themselves. And Charlie's like, you shouldn't do that because Nick's like connected to them. Which is kind of like, that's Nick's problem. Yeah. Not theirs. That was silly. I don't understand why Charlie did that. Because he loves him. Charlie. He wants to defend him. But Harry's still a piece of poop i feel like they're both right but there's one clear answer obviously and it's people are jerks yeah <laughs> and, and this this moment where tao is being bullied by harry this is the first in what's going to be a couple of occurrences that end up building over time yeah bullying yeah harry bullying yeah tao. let's move on to the party charlie's 15th birthday party first time Nick is officially meeting Charlie's friends, Isaac, L, Tao. Tao. Oh, my God. I forgot about one. <laughs> Jeez. It's like the first time we're doing this, guys. It hasn't been like two years or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love this whole thing of like Charlie always being like, I'm having my birthday. You don't have to come if you don't want to. And Nick's like, of course I want to go. 
Stop being ridiculous. <laughs> you did Charlie in a British accent. and then- You know why I stopped? Because I thought you were going to make fun of me if I kept doing both of them. And that you, then you made fun of me anyway because I didn't do both of them. I was so excited to hear your Nick British accent. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not mask enough to be Nick. <laughs> I, and again, when he first arrives, he hands Charlie a present. Yeah. And, he, and, and Charlie says, I said you didn't have to get me anything. And he goes, and I ignored you. <laughs> Which is the perfect answer to anyone who's making a stink about them being like, you didn't have to get me anything. It's like, yeah, no, I heard you. I still did it. Because I still did it. I like you. And also, if I didn't do it, you would have read too much into it, even though I was just listening to you. And even if you didn't say anything to anybody, you'd think it. By the way, everyone. <laughs> Noah's birthday is next week. Stop. Wish him a birthday on August 11th. Wish him a birthday. <laughs> a birthday. And by the way, we're, we're like less than a week away and he still hasn't told me what he wants for his birthday. So I have to just get him a present and hopefully he likes it. I mean, that's... Yeah. Rude. Yeah. I gave him for my birthday, a beautiful Google Doc. Oh my full God. Full of links and exact places to get the things. Again. I am a middle child. I don't tell people what I want for my birthday. Guess what? That's going to be my excuse forever. You're not a middle husband, so get over it. I'm one husband. Yes. Same thing. The only one. (laughs) So anyway. Bowling montage. Yeah, but, but this is one of the most stressful things about being in a new relationship is meeting that person's friends. It's so scary. Because if they don't like you, then like, would you do you just not hang out together? Like you're gonna keep your significant other away from the friends? Like, True. you know what I mean? Like, it's such a make or break thing where it's like, yo, if your friends don't like me, like we can't be together. This is not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, the only thing more stressful than meeting the person's friends is meeting their family. I feel like that's always easy. Do you? I never no, stress out. Me. I didn't stress out when I met your family. I've never stressed out about that. I was very scared to meet your family. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> no offense, any of you listening. <laughs> it also, though, I also met your Actually, family. They didn't know we were coming. All the offense. No, my mom didn't know we were coming. No, no one knew. What? My dad didn't know either. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because I told them not to say anything. Yeah, that's right. That's no fine. No one knew we were coming. I knew my dad would be okay. My mom didn't have a bra on. Yeah. She was in bed, so that was fine. Yeah, I met your mom when she didn't have a bra on. You met my mom when she didn't have a bra on. That's true. <laughs> I was sneaking out that morning. Early morning. Early morning. And she's like, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, she did the crossover of the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to this 15-year-old's birthday party. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so Tao, again, is feeling uneasy. So we do have a bowling montage there. Elle looks adorable with the two top buns on her head. She's giving me scary spice down. Yeah, they all look very cute. Isaac is there as well. Very few scenes that Isaac is in, but anytime Isaac is in a scene, makes an impact. Just going to say. Yeah, Isaac is adorable in this entire episode. I mean, we get the thing with him kicking the Monopoly board over. When Charlie says to everybody, oh, I'm thinking about inviting Nick to my party. He goes, um... I kind of had a feeling you were going to invite him. Also, yeah, everybody just listen to Isaac. Isaac, <laughs> Isaac knows everything. He's very perceptive. Yes, he's just a <laughs> gentle soul. And while you all are going about your silly teenage drama, he is smarter than all of you. Yeah. <laughs> so Tao continues to feel uneasy about the whole Nick possibly going on a date with a girl, but leading Charlie on. 
So what does he do? He goes and talks to Charlie about Nick in the bathroom and corners him. Honestly, it's the right thing to do. But everybody doesn't know everything, so it's just messy. (laughs) But from Tao's point of view, this is only this is what he knows. He doesn't even know that Charlie and Nick are some sort of item. So he's just there protecting his friend. Neither does Charlie, to be honest. He's playing like cute. And like, I don't know, are we together? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, but that's true. I mean, so yeah, Nick hasn't obviously told yeah. them anything because why would he? Because he doesn't even know. Yeah. And also Charlie doesn't know, but Charlie also hasn't told Tao that they kiss. Yeah. So <laughs> And let's say that in an alternate universe, Nick is evil and is two timing Charlie. Oh. What if Tao didn't tell Charlie that he oh, knew? Oh yeah. That's what I'm what saying. I mean? You got to do it. Everybody's in the right but also they're in the wrong because yeah. they don't know everything. And this <laughs> is another thing about this series which we mentioned last week and probably the week before it is that they have more mature conversations than most adults do. Yeah. These 100%. kids are like, here's the thing that's going on. I'm going to talk to you about it so we can deal with it. Yeah. Well, even even though Nick overhears them talking about him, and Charlie, mm. he overhears Tao and Charlie talking in the bathroom and and obviously like makes something click in his head. But like him, right, that he could have overreacted. He could have done something different. But in the bathroom, Charlie and Tao, their friendship doesn't end. Nope. He's just like, I respect you. Thank you for telling me. I'm going to like be more vigilant. I'll talk to Nick, whatever. And Tao's like, just don't let him hurt you. I love you. Okay, let's go bold. More. Yeah. These like are, what? <laughs> these are like. The reactions that I feel like most humans wish they could have to things. They do in their head. Right, exactly. Yeah. In your head, but then you always react the complete opposite, more dramatic way to anything. It's like, oh, I'm just going to kindly ask, why the fuck did you? Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't like, work. In your head. And then the other person's like, I'm just going to accept what they're saying. Doesn't. And, and then I'm going to move on and say, that's okay. That's just how they feel. Instead, highly offended. Now we're never talking again. Yeah, exactly. Because it does happen. So Alice Oseman is basically <laughs> the most mature human on the face of the earth, and we all need to learn from them. Or she's projecting what she wants. True. Which she is, also has that fantasy yeah. in her mind of how she wishes she would react to things. Yeah. <laughs> we get a kind of we get montages throughout this of arcade playing. You know, Isaac is off doing the what is that game called? You stack the coins to get them to fall. Coin drop. Coin tractor Not, pusher. Yeah. Knock a coin. But of course, he would play that game. I mean, solitary. Yes, yeah, solitary. I just yeah. do this by myself. It's very tedious, but I like it. L and Tao. Oh my, it's so cute. L is falling more smitten with Tao. But what is your favorite arcade game? I have to ask. I wrote these questions as I was seeing it because I'm like, these are these are things that I want to know, but also maybe I they want to know. Literally told you yesterday what my favorite game is. Whack a mole. Exactly, but oh. whack-a-mole, what did I say? Alligators. The one with the crocodiles. <gasps> wow. Oh, okay. Well, you remembered. I did remember, which is ow, surprise- ow. surprising for me. Yeah, and then when you hit them and wow. it goes faster, he goes, I'm angry. Now I'm really angry. You know what my favorite are? Tell me. It's very close to what yours is. Really? Yes, but it's with spiders. Spiders? Yes, so they had kind of the same game, but it's a big mat, uh-huh. or sometimes on the wall, Yeah, yeah. and it's a big spider web, and there's buttons that light up, and you have to hit them. Oh, fun. It's 
insane. It mm-hmm. gets very fast, and you have to use your whole body sometimes. <laughs> that was Ooh. my favorite. I like that one. Very interesting. Yeah. We like whacking things. Yeah, because you just smash things, and that's yeah. Why I don't want to. I DDR not my favorite at home. Yes, yes. Arcade, no. I was just going to say that because at the arcade, there's always a group of people that are very serious and very good at it. I'm there for the rhythm. I'm trying to like <laughs> create the dance. Oh, not me. Whereas the the heavy hitters, they're just stomping away because they just need to hit all the stompies. Well, that's what I want to do, but I couldn't do, and I didn't want to do it in public. So I was right. like, Mom, I need the flimsy mat that you get that never fully lays flat. Can I get that? I love that. <laughs> I had it for Xbox. It was my favorite thing ever. <laughs> so Nick talks to Charlie about the date with she who must not be named, but she gets better. I'm just, I'm just like... I'm just playing around until they have a conversation later and then she becomes great and apologizes and plans to talk to her, which is really sweet. I think that's something that Charlie needs to hear and needs Mm. to know that Nick is actually fully in on whatever they're doing. Yeah. And then, of course, Charlie does that like horrible thing where like he gives the person the out, even though he might be really upset. And he's like, it's not like we're actually dating or anything. And then there's an awkward pause because he's like. You know, in that moment, he's like, he wants Nick to be don't, like. But don't pressure Nick. Like, he's a soft little, tiny little new new gay baby. Yeah. And he needs to, like, figure his stuff out. Don't. Don't. He's a queer caterpillar. <laughs> he's a queer to pillar. He's in, a, he's in his. Queer-coon. Queer-coon. <laughs> <laughs> Let him bloom into a gay to fry. Gay, gay to... A biter. A biter uh, fly. A biter fly, because he's bi. Yeah. <gasps> Write this down. This is genius. It's recorded. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Forgot. But Nick says something really sweet. He says, I wish I would have met you when I was younger. (laughs) It is sweet. It's really sweet. Do you think we would have gotten along when we were younger? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You think so? I'm very nice and people like me. (laughs) I think... Whenever I think of you as a kid, I feel like you were really tough. Oh, yeah. I was always tough, but I was always nice to everybody. I talked to everybody. You know, you know, in the movie To Kill a Mockingbird, Scout? Yeah. That's how I picture you. Yeah. That like was overalls, me. Overalls, dirty feet, messy hair. You want me to show you the picture? <laughs> You're right. I, I literally have a picture like that. <laughs> that is me. I am Scout. I was Truman Capote. <laughs> but no, but I was really nice. I, I mean, I did sports and also band, so I was always floating around with a bunch of different people. That was nice. I didn't like people picking on people. You would have had to have been in, like, you would have had to, like, build sets for the drama club in order for us to meet. Probably. I knew a lot of drama people. You might have. Drama. Yeah, I maybe. probably would have just pined for you from afar. I'm like, get away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me now. You're painting the wall. Pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I would have been in the scene. (laughs) How dare you? Yeah. No. I mean, maybe. I don't want to think about it. Who knows? Well, that's the point, isn't it, though, is that we know people when we know them and our lives intersect when they're meant to. Yeah, of course. So who knows? Maybe. Maybe not. Probably. I'm going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So Nick gets Charlie a framed picture of him, Charlie and Nellie. He put stickers on it. Yeah. It's when they have their little snow day. It's really sweet. That's, I mean, that's really sweet because he didn't give him enough time to even get a gift, but it's sentimental. It's something that he knows Charlie's going to like, and mm-hmm. he can openly display in his room yes. as well. So that's, 
is very sweet. And and he says, that was just one of my favorite days ever. I really like you. Yeah. And then they <sighs> also kiss in public. They kiss and like, not just like a peck. They go full on smooching by the claw machine. Yeah. The show does a really good job with picking music and playing it to amplify the scenes. Mm. Like if you, we made a playlist of all the music that was in Heartstopper. Also Netflix made a playlist of all the blah, blah, blah. You can listen to ours or you can listen to theirs, but it's re- I listen to that playlist all the time. All the time. It plays at work. All it's the time. such a good play. It's, it's so nice. It's so good on it. It has all your moods. By the time you get towards the end of it, it's very like upbeat so it kind yeah, of like lifts yeah, you up yeah, during the work yeah. day. Oh, it's really good. They also play Mario Kart in this, and I just wanted to say we've been playing Mario Kart a lot, so go do that. Yeah. <laughs> been feeling super nostalgic. We played for probably like five hours last saturday we played so hard that our not our thumbs bruised killing us yeah indent us. of the button Oof. yeah yeah we're just i mean we we did drink a lot and i don't think we felt the pain until we like lifted our finger off yeah listen those frozen margaritas those frozen margaritas were ooh, great. Ooh, mario kart anyway <laughs> imogen <laughs> and nick decide to talk I really like this scene. This is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series mm. because I think it's very important. A lot of times when they have these LGBTQ stuff and, you know, the closeted person was like with somebody and then they're not because they want to be with the person they actually love, mm. blah, blah, blah. It's usually the, the person that they leave to be with the person they're supposed to be with that gets fucked over or it's like, yeah, I don't love you like that or whatever. And then they blow up out of proportion. Right. and. Or, or like, then they disappear, and you know that they're gonna like blackmail them, right. or Something like that, right? Yeah. And they, it's just like that was their whole character arc. That was the only thing they were used for. But they flip it a little bit in this, and she's actually part of his journey, mm-hmm. and she helps lift him up, right? From there, I, it's so she sweet. really is an ally. She as is. She stated, and she last said episode. it, but she's showing it. Mm-hmm. So as a closeted gay person. This is probably one of the harder things to do, aside from coming out, obviously, and then like figuring yourself out. But it's hard to tell somebody that you know that really likes you, especially at this stage of your gay journey or your LGBTQ journey, that we're not meant to be together. And it's not cliche. It's not you. It's me. I just know that we don't fit. Right. Like, it's just not right. And it's it's a little more confusing for him because he's bisexual. Like, at least he's starting to think that. So he's like, I should like well, you, but I don't. That's the thing, you know, and, and I think that there's like, so this is, I'm there's a point in here, you're just going to have to go on a journey <laughs> with me. Right. So when people are straight, it's not thought that every guy and every girl are going to like each other. No, right? it's if they like each other. Right. When, right. when people are gay, there's this thing that's like, you oh, have to be together. Well, my friend, yeah. you know, Jeremy's gay. You guys are going to love each other. I know a gay. Right. So just because <laughs> you know two gay people. And, it's, and now for him, it's like, well, I'm bisexual, but just because I'm bisexual doesn't mean I like every girl or every guy. He literally has, yeah, he has his two options. He's yeah. bisexual. He has her and him. And, but I don't, but, and even though, because right. I can like either sex it doesn't mean that i like every one of that sex exactly you know and, yeah. and we're it's painting a picture of reality that i think so much for the queer community is misconstrued by straight people oh 100 percent. and that's that's why this series is really important it's not just because it's really cute and they do some amazing things with the scenes and the music is great but it actually shows what it could be like and what it should be like mm-hmm. 
and puts it in front of your face. Look how ridiculous this is. These are children. Let them live their lives. Yeah. Because of all of your bullshit that you've put into society, this is what's happening. Like, this, this young man is confused when he should just be having fun mm-hmm. with Charlie. The importance of the scenes in this are so huge. Like, the scene of them kissing in front of the claw machine, you know, if they were straight kids, kissing in front of a claw machine would be no big deal. And again, it's not just because Nick is still in the closet, per se. It's because same-sex relationships, kissing in public is such a daring and scary thing. Oh, I mean, we have to consider everything yeah we're married and i still feel weird yeah. about it not kissing you obviously but no. like doing it in public i can't hold your hand i can't i can but i don't want to have any consequences you know what no, i mean i'm with you well that's even like you know in doing work on our house we're dealing with different contractors oh and things God. like that and people refer they refer to us as it's your brother or it's your friend or it's your cousin and, and we don't correct them because, because why would we? But you don't because you don't know what their reaction is going to be. Right. But it's like they know, but it almost feels too taboo for them to. Or say. they don't know because they don't they can't see something like that happening. You know what I mean? Sure. Like they're just like, no, they have to be brothers. Why would they be living together? Well, right. Or your cousin or whatever. It's, yeah. yeah. It's I mean, Nick really sums it up in this scene. He's like, do you ever feel like you're only doing things because everyone else is? Yeah, I mean, that's how we're brought up. That's how most people, especially closeted people, feel. You're supposed to be this way. You're supposed to feel this way. You're supposed to do sports if you're a boy, and you're supposed to dance or cheer if you're a girl. All that stuff. I mean, it's it's very important, and this ends this episode. But in the end, honesty wins. And Imogen thanks him. Imogen thanks him. Emogen. Emogen. Guys, I'm just going to say Emogen because that's how I say it and that's what I want to say. Okay? Oh, wow. I'm not going to... It's not going to happen. You're, but you do it. I do, but I don't. It's not consistent enough. So if I say one thing or another, just know who I'm talking about. There's literally only one person in the series <laughs> with a name I can't Until say. Until next season <laughs> when Emogen is... Uh, how do you say it? Emogen. 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 <laughs> shut up <laughs> anyway that ends the episode shut up episode 6 <laughs> opens with Nick looking up the best LGBTQ movies to watch with his mom because they're doing movie night and of course Brokeback Mountain comes up <sighs> the- we need better <laughs> movies <laughs> the thing is is that I feel like Heartstopper is the answer to this Google search it might not be a yeah. movie but it's like this is actually what you want to watch. Brokeback Mountain, not going to make you feel better about coming out of the closet. No. But I'm a cheerleader. They basically go to a conversion camp. Like, it's funny, but... But that's what... Right. But that's... I mean, that's fine. I'd say that's a better one over Brokeback Mountain. Moonlight is very good, and it's a good movie, but it's also... Again, a lot of these LGBTQ movies and shows deal with the worst side of being repression, right, violence, bullying, yeah. death, all that stuff. And while those stories should be told, I don't think that's the only thing that happens to us. And <laughs> also, Just... in looking at like the canon, like of like the famous LGBT movies, it's always like they die, right, or they're mistreated, and it's like 
those stories have been told for quite some time. Let's right. get to the stories where we're happy. That's why I do feel like we're on the correct path. I mean, Shea Coulee is entering the MCU. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we're on a better trajectory than we were, I'd say, even five five years ago. Who is Shea Coulee going to be in Ironheart? I don't know. Some sort of... I like. It's going to be a little disappointing if it's literally just for like a mini tiny scene or something like that, and then they never appear. I feel again. like they're going to be a little more important. Maybe they're more they're important for that particular season or something. Mm. Do I think that they're going to be a huge no. character through the entire MCU? No, but there are important characters for some characters. So I, I don't know. I'm being optimistic about it. They're I'm just all... excited for Shay. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what they do. Mm. I'm excited for it. Anyway. But yeah, I, I feel like we're in the, the complete way. But instead, they watch Pirates of the Caribbean, which the first one, it's not bad. I guess it's pretty good. If it was the other ones, maybe not. But yeah. But does... Also, it's like two and a half hours. It's like, geez, mom. <laughs> they love their little movie nights. They make popcorn. I think that's too long for a family movie night. <laughs> no. I remember we watched Lord of the Rings one night. Oh. For... But that's what I'm saying. It's 30 minutes more, but that's a, like long. But ca- at least Pirates of the Caribbean is like swashbuckling action. Like Lord of the Rings is like sad, sad, you know, Hobbit. <laughs> War. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? I've tried watching it and fallen asleep <laughs> quite a few times. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's a lot more walking and making potatoes and first and second breakfast. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not as entertaining, I think, as part. No, I agree. It's much faster. Yes, of course, this leads to him looking at Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom, wondering, is it an or, or or an and? Yeah. And just as any young person growing up in the digital age, in the TikTok age, they go to the internet again. That's right. And they find real life YouTuber, Courtney Jai. Yep. Bisexual. Yeah. Yeah. So he is bisexual. And I was looking at him on Instagram and very sad to see that he only has 2,800 followers. Come on, wow. Stopper, do more work. I almost feel like they don't, people don't know that he's real. Yeah, I mean, that, that tends to happen quite a bit where they don't, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is probably just whatever for the thing. But look him up. Look him up. Yeah, it's literally it. at Courtney underscore Jai, J-A-I. <laughs> so this episode is called Girls. Girls. And I, it, I, I feel like it has multiple reasonings behind that but a lot of the focus in this episode or a lot of things that happen revolve around tara and darcy Mm -hmm. Elle finally admits to them that she has a thing for tau which is great also what's happening with them is tara posted a picture i had to think of who posted it posted a picture on insta as they say it in the show because that's what the kids say not instagram yeah don't say instagram guys we have to say insta now to blend in but they posted a picture of her and Darcy as like girlfriends, like they've officially come out publicly and on social media. A lot of supportive comments, a lot of lovely comments, but of course, there's the "you're a lesbian, what a waste." It happens, girls. I'm just gonna say, I know you're fictional, but anybody out there, it's going to always happen. But just know that there's usually more positive mm-hmm. than there are negative. And there's this amazing thing where you can block certain words from being shown up, and you can also just block and delete those comments. Just get them out of here. They don't care about it anyway. Fuck them. Just I, saying. I love a Noah Masterclass in social media. You're welcome. Um, I, also, I do it all day, every day. <laughs> true. 
So I just uh, going off on tangent, we're giving our listeners such whiplash because we pronounce names so differently. Tara. 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 I don't think either of us is wrong. I think mine is a Northeastern thing and yours is a Midwestern thing. Yeah, probably. My na- yeah. I heard you say it when we were watching it and I was like, oh no. Tara. <laughs> Tara. 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 Tara, get over here. Tara. Tara. <laughs> Darcy. <laughs> Darcy. Yeah, but. Darcy. Whatever. But not only do these comments just live online, they are in the real world, which is kind of scary and kind of sucks. They overhear people Lesbians saying, are so disgusting. Yeah, so it goes from like, oh, so brave to lesbians are disgusting. It's like, one, that doesn't even make sense. You're disgusting. Yeah. And two, go fuck yourself, child. <laughs> Lil. I'm, I, I, turd. I don't care if it's a child. If they're being homophobic or racist uh, or an asshole. Bullies. I'm going to go tell that kid to go fuck themselves. Absolutely. So... Go fuck yourself. You've been warned, kids. <laughs> yeah. Kids listening to this. Not our kid listeners. Don't don't come for that. Oh, there are some people that do listen to, <laughs> in the car with their kids. Not you, kids. You have great parents. If your parents listen to us, they're, you're probably great, too. <laughs> just True. PSA. True. <laughs> All right. So just a little Nick and Charlie moment in this episode that I did want to bring up. Nick asked Charlie. So they're in the park. And Nick asked Charlie when he knew he was gay. This is a pretty common question, I feel like, with somebody that is either just coming out of the closet, still in the closet, or questioning to somebody that they're really close with that is fully open and out of the closet and open with their lives. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do feel like I've gotten this question sometimes, and it's, it's always a hard question. To, it's, I feel like they want something yeah. that they're not going to get. I think they're looking for guidance, right? They're right. looking for someone to tell them. Maybe they're looking for someone to tell them, you'll know when you know, and there's no reason you have to have known it since you were five. Well, there isn't. You don't. And there are people that do know at a young age, even if they didn't know. And then there's people that don't know until they're 40 or 50 Mm -hmm. or 60 or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think there's any real way to know. It's situational. I think for Nick, it's this thing of being like, how is this person so confident and so sure in who they are? And I'm sitting here right. fully panicked at all points in time, and I'm a year older than them. Right, exactly. But, hey, he's on that journey, and he's about to fully know. So he just has to be a little patient, but yeah. work on himself. Be patient with yourself. Don't force yourself. Yeah. I, I, you know, he apologizes for being confused. And, of course, uh, Charlie's like, well, do you want to kiss? Would that help? Well, yeah, yeah. Would, it would help. Ooh, yeah. Charlie. Except some people are walking their dog. Like, f- 500 feet away. You guys just like kissed at the arcade last episode. It was dark. There was nobody else there. But guess who those people are? I don't know. Do you? They don't know who you are? I'm very much the person of like, I'm very cognizant of knowing like, I'll never see these people again. So I don't care what they think of me. Mm. But there are times when it, you know what I mean? Where that does happen, where it's like, oh no, I'm going to like bump into this person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go to like a friend's birthday party and they're going to be there. And it's like, oh, great. They're going to know. <laughs> they knew I kissed a boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they don't kiss. It's It scares Nick, which is sad. It, it's heartbreaking to see, even though this is fictional, it's heartbreaking to see young people acting this way because it's like, oh. Because it's a depiction of reality. Yeah, still happens, unfortunately. Ad band practice, because yes, I'm very happy that there are kids in band in this as a former band geek myself. Any story with band people, I very much love. There's 
It's lacking bassoon. I was just going to ask. <laughs> 100%. And I feel like that orchestra is not a full orchestra. Ooh. It makes no sense. The amount of strings and brass and woodwinds, no sense at all. Do you find a drum drummer, like a straight up drummer? Depends. Depends on what the set list is. Ah. But a lot of times, typically not a full drum set. Yeah. Especially with an orchestra. Usually I mean, like those big ones, right? Symphonies. Tiffany's? Tiffany's? T- no, not Tiffany's. Tiffany's? Tim- I think we're alone Whatever. now. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anyone. Or- oh, that's like sort of Nick and Charlie, isn't it? Yeah. <gasps> Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> Bring her in season two. But, but this is where the girls come in on this episode. They are very much the gay gurus for Nick. Yeah. So at band roos. practice, gay gurus. At practice, Nick tells Tara that they're going out. Charlie and Nick. She's very happy about it. Happy about it. They go to lunch and Nick kind of just picks their gay minds. Mm -hmm. This is also when we get that amazing, like, second flashback to them being 13. Oh, it is. The kids are so cute. It's for it's literally two seconds. I missed it the first time we watched it. I knew to look for it this time. Yeah, we like Uh, melted the first time it happened. Yeah, we were just like, (gasps) yeah. It's so cute. It's the cutest thing. Just because that little flashback. Of the them. whole story about them is when they were younger, they liked each other. And I put that in quotes because they were supposed to like each other. Mm-hmm. And they kissed mm-hmm. because, you know, they're like, oh, they like each other. They need to kiss. But it do- it flashes to that moment. And when they- oh, it's so cute. So much can change in three years. This, Everyone is that homosexual. Is, that, is, that is the funny thing about the show. It's like, oh, when they were babies, it's like, oh, they're still babies. Yeah. Like they're 16. Yeah, 15 and 16. <laughs> when they were like, oh, when we kissed when we were 13. I'm like, girl, that was like two years ago. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> what? It but, is funny how kids think about that. It's like, no, that's when I was a baby. It was like, it was last year. <laughs> they're like, I was such a child. My brain developed a little more. <laughs> yeah. I, my brain developed into gay. Yeah. <laughs> but Nick asks Tara kind of the same question almost that he asked Charlie. It's like how do you know you're definitely gay mm. like but she's like oh i'm definitely gay i definitely like girls like it's not going to go anywhere so, but it confuses them a little bit but i think him seeing darcy and tara be so open and like at least be together is kind of pushing him in the right direction right because he sees that their relationship can exist in this world but i also think that like what where darcy is so free and so confident in who she is she's like the charlie she was out right before tara tara is experiencing things more the way that charlie oh gosh nick is experiencing them why am i doing it more than you now it doesn't i haven't done it once it doesn't make sense (laughs) she says to nick don't feel like you have to come out to anyone before you're ready 100 percent. and that is such great advice because the thing is that i don't think that she necessarily came out before she was ready but she sees what coming out can do and how people's perceptions of you can change, even though they've always known you. Well, it's it's dealing with the actual consequences of coming out. Right. Almost. It's like, you know, being with Darcy, the, them being in almost their bubble, being with Elle and everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are people that accept me. They don't even bat an eye at anything. But then once you put it out there, then you're. Yeah. It's. And I put consequences in quotes. They're not. There's not supposed to be. But there are. But there are. Yeah. So it's like. She wasn't ready for that. I don't think she really 
thought it would happen. Right. Like she knew it could, but like to for it to actually happen. Yeah. And I think that brings Nick some peace because he went to Charlie. Charlie said, I always knew. He goes to Darcy. Darcy says, I always knew, but that's not how he felt. Right. So when he talks to Tara, Tara is feeling more like him and he feels less alone. Yeah. So that's he's a good able point. to talk to her a little more. And she she could see the relief in him and she asks him, Does it feel good to have told someone? Yeah. And he does. He feels better having found someone that's more on the level that he is. That's true. I mean, they're like at like Super Saiyan gay. Yeah. And they're Blonde just hair. like, yeah. <laughs> and they're still at like not hair changing color. They still have Goku tail baby. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball, not Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Z. <laughs> not even close to Super. But that's true. But they come up with the idea of doing a double date. Mm. So like maybe like us couple and like you guys, since you're going out, let's go on a double date so that we, we can all be gay together gay together but tara and darcy with a group text with everybody except for l and tau come up with the plan to set l and tau up so they're going to invite them also yeah. to the double date so this is what i like to call double date and a setup uh, uh, uh. whoa <laughs> this isn't i not like it happens all the time and this is what i like to call this it's just what's happening this is noah has runs a business of double dates and a setup yep i always find four people to go on a date and then two people that like each other but don't know it and then they have to somehow get together or not surprise oh reality show i'm patenting it tm a bite of noah we we (laughs) go on every date and then we find another (laughs) queer couple to always go on a date with us and then there's other two people well i guess that can't be it because after a while people are going to catch on oh my god really quick tangent really quick tangent just talking about double dates and stuff like that. I used to go to a coffee shop whenever I was in college mm-hmm. and I would like do work or whatever. And I literally, my normal seat was not there. It was in the corner. It was all the way away from everybody, but I could still see everything. That's how I like everything. I had to be in the middle of everybody this time. Not my favorite thing. And it was later. I was literally in between two first dates on mm-hmm. either side of me. Both went horribly. Ugh. I did not get any work done. I live tweeted the entire thing. Nice. I have to find it. Pull them up. But yeah, so just wanted to say that was the first time I was ever in a double date and a setup, and I was the one that was set up oh, into being in an uncomfortable situation. experiencing horribleness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, that's not the type of setup we're trying to do here. No. This one is great because I don't know where this milkshake place is, but it's adorable and cute, and I want it. It's like a food truck, but even cuter because it's like... It's a like camper. a camper. Yeah, it's like a little camper. And but they ugh. they're like in a cute little pop-up tent moment. They're... I wonder if this place is real. Let's make it real. Probably not, because it was too like heartstoppery themed. Totally. But it was really I felt cute. like all the art was actually done by Alice Oseman. <laughs> she did it. She built it. It's hers. It's it's literally hers. Well, you know, <laughs> you can go sit she in Charlie's it. room. They have it at a department store in England. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you know, maybe they'll bring it to New York. We have to do it. Yeah, we will. All right. Ugh, I have to go in the city. You have to go in the city. People, People. are breathing. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Favorite milkshake? I don't really have a favorite milkshake. That's insane. What do you mean? What's your favorite ice cream? I mean, that's a loaded question. What? <laughs> because like when you're younger, it's like, what's your favorite ice cream? Right like, now. Oh, like chocolate or vanilla. No, right now, what is your favorite ice cream? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I really don't. Cookies and cream? Oh, there you no, go. No, no, no. That's a lie. <laughs> no, I think oh like a chocolate peanut butter cup, <laughs> but it has to have generous <laughs> amounts of peanut butter in it. So that's your favorite milkshake? 
Yeah, but I want one of those good ones <laughs> where like they put like peanut butter around the rim and then they put broken up like Reese's peanut butter oh. cups and stuff around it and then like you get a whole brownie on top. Yeah. And then maybe they put some Baileys in it or something. That's a lot. That's a lot. fun. My favorite ice cream is vanilla. Vanilla. Vanilla bean, if I'm being fancy. Vanilla. And, excuse you, (laughs) and my favorite milkshake is vanilla. (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying, but that's like the basic version. There's like always a fancier milkshake. I'm not here for that. Not here for it. You know that. You know that. I know, and that's why we never get the fun milkshakes when we go out, because they're too big for one person, and you're like, Vanilla. <laughs> also, I used to love... Anyway, moving on from this, because it got way, way too heated for some weird reason. Because <laughs> it's hot in this room. It is very hot. And it gets to that I point. Loved, I'm flashing out. I loved Nick's character until the scene where he got a bubblegum milkshake. That is never... It shouldn't be ice cream. No. It shouldn't be anything other than bubblegum itself and nothing else. I did, when I was little, used to get bubblegum Italian ice. And it had little pieces of bubblegum. Ew. Ew. Did you, like, were you gathering the little pieces to make one big piece or just swallowing it? No. I was. <laughs> That's it. Don't say anything else. No. I don't. <laughs> no. And then I discovered lemon Italian ice and that was. That's the best one. Oh, no. I actually love a chocolate Italian ice. That's not. So good. No, it's too watery. Anyway, moving on. Too watery. They're all water-based unless you get cream-based ones. No, but like chocolate lemon ice is too watery chocolate for me. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just too, like it feels watered down is what I'm saying. Like it feels like more ice than cream. Okay, vanilla. Anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) Nick and Charlie plan to go on a date with just them, which I think is really cute because it's nice and fun that you guys get to go everywhere with everybody, but they need to be alone together and not doing homework. Yeah. Just got to say that. Hello. In this, so the plan is to get, L and Tao together, or at least for Tao to realize that L likes it or whatever, vice versa. Darcy is not subtle at all. No, doesn't believe in it. No. And she's just like, oh, you know, the reason why Tara and I are really good is because we were friends first. You know, friends wank, make wank. great couples and literally looked at L when she said that. Meanwhile, I mean, the thing that L has in her corner is that Tao is oblivious. Very much. Yeah. But it makes Elle uncomfortable. Sure. Understandably, because she didn't know it was happening. Right. And she, you know, and and as she says, so much for her has changed in this year that she can't lose her friend on top of this. The friendship is more important at this point. Yeah. Because she's not, again, not ready for that Mm -mm. that type of thing. Also, maybe ask her next time. Like, she already told you that she likes him. So, like, maybe see if she wants to be game to see what he feels like. And I'm also sort of surprised that Charlie went along with this plan. Yeah. I mean, it's his friend, so he might feel a little more rebellious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Isaac is just like, have fun. <laughs> Isaac isn't in this episode, and it's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Nick tells Darcy, Tara, and Elle that him and Charlie are together. <gasps> Yay. Very exciting. But um, they called Tao over to the milkshake camper to get the other milkshakes, and he's still waiting, and he didn't tell Tao. And Isaac knows. So everybody knows but Tao. This is never a good idea. You should have waited until he came over there. I know that you feel like Tao might feel weird about it. But like you have to tell him. And don't well, exclude the friend. No, That's you're right. The don't last ex- person to know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't exclude him. But the reason that Nick told Elle that was to make her feel better about what they did. Right. But like 
shitty. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that I think that's where Nick's mind was going. It's getting messy again. Obviously, this is going to play into the last part of the the season one. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that later because the last scene in this episode and the one that we're covering is the concert. Mm -hmm. They make it to the concert after having literally to chug their milkshakes because it's 15 minutes until it started. Rain freeze. And Tara overhears more homophobic comments because what are these children? What are these little girls? What you just wait? For them to come around yeah. and then, oh my God, it just makes me so angry. Anyway, yeah. she hears the comments and she leaves. Rightfully so. Why would you want to be around that? When Darcy goes to find her, she locks them in the room. Apparently, the only room they go into is the one that they can get locked into <laughs> because it's a faulty door. <laughs> hey, listen, they have their favorite room. What and, are you going to do? Well, the concert's about to start. And now what? Now they're trapped in here. But it gives them an opportunity. It's a plot device. It gives them the opportunity to talk about things. Mm-hmm. Tara is having a very hard time, again, dealing with these consequences of coming out. And how much everything has changed. It, I could, you know, it's like, it was secret. It was theirs. Now it's everybody else's. It makes sense on why she'd be so upset about yeah. it. And I she th- doesn't regret it, which no. is the important thing. Yeah. And and they made that decision together. It's not like right. it happened as an accident. They decided that they were I liked doing... that. Right. Yeah. But it just so happens that they're very different people. And Darcy doesn't let those things bother her, but they bother Tara. And I think that's natural for both of them. Neither of them are wrong. Um, It's just what comes naturally. And Tara's just more affected. But also... And this goes to the mature writing and just the nice writing of this because this show is so wholesome. And the reason why we're covering this is because everything in the world is crazy and this show is very wholesome and sweet. Darcy could have been like, well, then I don't want to I don't want to deal with it. Oh, you don't want to be gay anymore because you blah, blah, blah. I thought you would have. Yeah. Right. We all know what she could have said. She doesn't do that. And she comforts her. Yeah. And she tells her it's going to be OK. Be tell supportive. me. <laughs> tell me why you want to be with me. Tell me who you are. And she does. And then it's all great. I mean, she went from being like, I don't know if I want to do this to being like, fuck all this. I love you. We're going to do this. I am a lesbian. And it's great. Mm-hmm. And I did like that she to- she mentioned to Darcy, like, I'm not as loud and proud as you are. I just want to live my life. And it's like, yeah, you can. You don't have to be an advocate. You don't have to be a walking rainbow flag. Yeah. <laughs> like- Absolutely. And that's the thing. There is no one way to be queer. There's no one way to be anything. And you have to be comfortable with what you're comfortable with. And that is what makes this scene so beautiful is that it's not teen drama. It's Darcy saying, okay, then we will live our life. That's all we can do. All the while, all this is happening. Nick tells Charlie that he's bisexual. Yes. So he's like, he's putting, he's giving it a name now, which is great. Names are very powerful and like owning that is very powerful. So it's a very... It's a very quick and subtle moment, but it's important for Nick's character. And also, again, the partner goes like, that's great. I'm yeah. so happy that you figured that out for yourself. Can we still kiss? Yeah. <laughs> Our, like, so, is that going to happen? Okay, then we're good. Yeah. <laughs> smooching. I yeah. want to know more about the smooching. Yeah. The gang goes and looks for Tara and Darcy. They find them. It's a very breakfast club running I, through the hall moment. Guys in books and movies and anything. When you have a gang of friends or people of whatever protagonists and they're like running through the halls or like they did something together and it's like, whatever. I love it. It's always like one of my favorite things. It's so much fun. Yeah. But anyway, the concert starts. 
episode, the episode ends. ends. <gasps> uh, when Nick looked at Charlie from afar when he was in the audience, so cute. And Elle like notices the look of love on his face, and yeah. it's so sweet. She's so happy, supportive, and happy. She's what do they say? What do the birds say? Chuffed. 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 I know that from Great British Bake Off. I'm oh yeah, yeah. Chuffed. Yeah. Chafed. No, not chafed. <laughs> chuffed. Red. Reddening, yeah. reddening in areas. All right. Yeah. Well, before we get to the special, like, I just want to say we're last episode. Two episodes left. Last episodes next week. So it's like fun. I like my doing this least season. favorite scene and my favorite scenes. Yeah. Come in next week's two episodes. I think I've gotten through all of my favorite scenes, but I'm excited to see the end of it again. Because yeah. I don't really. Re- I, th- I feel like it was so late when we watch it. that I don't really remember it, but. This season has been fun so far. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what's our special segment? Special segment, T-B-R-L, To Be Read and Loved, Heartstopper Edition. This week, the book is The Times I Knew I Was Gay by Eleanor Cruz. All of them. All Every the times. Every single time. <laughs> All millions of seconds I was alive. So this is a illustrated memoir. Um, and it's by Eleanor Cruz. So as a preteen, Eleanor was obsessed with Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Makes sense. But wasn't really sure why. Uh. As the reader goes on her life's journey, Eleanor ages and looks back at the experiences in her life where she can tell she was trying to deny who she really was. Dating boys, faking crushes, going on dates, secret admissions of being gay that she then tried to forget, all bring us to present day when she finally admits she is gay to her house. <laughs> From, oh i was like she's literally in like her to house the building and she's like i'm gay and she's like i've told i'm that i'm gay to my, to my house, house. <laughs> that is the first person that's hilarious thing. yeah so from then on it becomes easier for her to express who she is but dating is a whole new territory eleanor cruz shares these experiences with honesty and humor it's a very great and easy read um simple line drawings and it's british so oh. it's very heart stopper in that sense. Oh, I see where you yeah, mm-hmm. I see I see what you did. I like when they do memoir just a little different. Yeah. You know, it's it's fun. It's, it's a good it's, it's their story. Tell it how you want. Exactly. And it's a mix of words and 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 pictures. I, I liked it a lot. It's a, it's an enjoyable read. Nice. What was it called again? The Times I Knew I Was Gay. The time I called told my house I was gay. Exactly. It almost sounds the same. <laughs> same? That's it's the point. It. It's in it. <laughs> well, go read that. And then go watch the last two episodes of Heartstopper. Prepare for our last episode of covering Heartstopper. And see you next week. One week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.